Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann and the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're talking bacon. It's like, I can't even wait. I mean, I'm hungry. You're going to be hungry after this podcast episode. And you're going to love my new friend, Mike Oroshevsky. He's the co-founder of TBJ Gourmet. Get prepared. I cannot even wait. Mike, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Justin. And uh, I can't believe you nailed my name. Like I that. know. I got it right. <laughs> I got it right. He goes by <laughs> Mike O, but it's Oroshevsky. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a, a, a twenty-minute podcast is just trying to figure out how to pronounce my name. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Thanks for having me, dude. I'm glad you're here. I had so much fun um, checking out your products and uh, your background. It's gonna be great. Our audience is gonna love it. Um, let's do this for those who don't know you. Before we get to TBJ, um, how about share a little bit about your background, what you've been doing, where you were before launching the company? Sure. So uh, I. Uh, came up in the food business my whole life. Essentially, my first job was, you know, busting tables, washing dishes, uh, then doing some prep cooking, bartending, doing it pretty much anything in the restaurant business all through high school and uh, college. And then um, uh, got out of college and didn't really want to get a real job. Uh, had a real job for a few months and, and just you know, didn't like being in an office and started a little catering business with a buddy of mine. Uh, a few years later, I, I turned that into a, a restaurant, you know, sit down restaurant and, uh, have a few other entrepreneur, uh, side projects throughout there. Uh, some, some wins, some failures, but, uh, yeah, so <laughs> basically food, uh, my whole life up into my, uh, my mid thirties when I started this. I love it. So good, good background. You're part of, you're, you're part of the upcycling community. I know, um, a big deal right now, right? Upcycling is a huge deal in terms of food. Absolutely. So uh, upcycling for people that, that don't know is essentially ending, trying to end food waste by taking ingredients that could potentially go to waste uh, and turning them into value added products or ingredients to use in products. So we, we've been, that's been near and dear to my heart my whole life. Uh, my family coming from uh, post-war uh, Europe, uh, having very little to eat at certain times. We were always told that we weren't allowed to waste any food. Uh, we weren't, uh, you know, it was essentially considered a sin to waste food. And, uh, uh, and then with the fight against climate change, upcycling has been recognized as the, the, the number one most scalable way to combat climate change. Because we're wasting 60% of the food in the country. Uh, that's wow. a lot of resource Major. that goes into. And a lot of that's, you know, at the field. The product can't get from the field to market time. Or, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like, like, like real, like, like trash food. It's literally food that just isn't, it's supply chain inefficiencies. Right. Uh, and that's got to end if we want to uh, become, you know, better. Right. I love that. Um, and that's a great segue into what you have built um, in terms of this new brand, TBJ Gourmet. They make bacon jam. I mean, like it, bacon makes everything taste better. And and then here's what um, the bacon jam consists of real bacon, brown sugar, caramelized onions to create a delicious spread, dip and marinade all in one in these jars. Look amazing. Um, all right. How did you decide to get into this food segment? And what did like what did that look like from the early days? 
So uh, sort of fell into it, right? I had a catering that went south and canceled after we <laughs> park hooked a ton of bacon. Um, so I'm sitting with a bunch of bacon, you know, cursing like a chef uh, would. <laughs> right. both, you know. And uh, a fella who's now my business partner, Bruce Kramers, and, you know, came in and said, hey, you know, I make this thing called Bacon Jam for my Eagle's tailgate. Everybody loves it. You should make that with this bacon that you got here. And I'm like, well, what's bacon? Jen? That sounds right. crazy. What's in he bacon? He gives me the essentially, yeah, the recipe that you just did, you know, take the, the bacon, cook it down with the caramelized onions, apple cider vinegar, brown sugar, and you put it on everything, burgers, sandwiches, which I did. My customers loved it. They asked us to put it in jars. So we did. Uh, Bruce and I teamed up and uh, we launched a Kickstarter uh, campaign around uh, his recipe and, uh, and you know, the my ability to, to, to stir pots. <laughs> I love it. Lots of flavors already. Classic sweet chili, black peppercorn. Yum. I think black peppercorn would be my favorite. Um, so, but <clears throat> were you making this at home at first and then in a commercial kitchen or like, what did that look like? Were you mixing and putting in jars and putting labels on? Yeah. So we started in my restaurant. Oh, got uh, it. Okay. And you know, after hours, cooking it, learning, you know, I took some classes on how to safely pack a, a meat product to make it shelf stable. Got it. Um, so then we went from there to a commissary kitchen, like a little bit bigger. Cause it, at, at some point it got a little bit cumbersome. Like we're bringing in, like start with like 25 pound boxes of bacon. Now we're right. at like 500 pounds of bacon at a time. Oh and you gosh. know, the restaurant's got to run. So yeah, we started making it in a commissary kitchen and then uh, as we scaled and got onto QVC for the first time, <laughs> crazy. Uh, I mean, there were times, it's crazy. They, yeah, within like I think about six months we were on QVC, but in that time frame, I mean, there were nights when we had like direct to consumer events, like Christmas markets or bacon festivals, where we would cook all night through the night. So restaurant was breakfast and lunch joint, right? And we close at three, clean up. Bacon jam would start around five or six. We cook all night, jar, and then take oh product, like drive it to like, two hours to a festival. Oh my and gosh! Sell the jars like they they just cooled off, right? And we're labeling by hand, so I'm showing it with burnt fingers and stuff, and like you know. But so we scaled out of that uh, to for QVC, and then some of our first bigger B to B customers, and went to a a, a co packer for the first time. So sort of handed the my watch. I remember watching my little my babies, the jars going down a big automated line for the first time and thinking, Oh man, it's supposed to be like sending your kids to college. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so that's, you, you mentioned QVC. Uh, I mean, wow. A big, uh, online opportunity. Um, was that your, your first sales or like were at first when you were creating this, did you, were you doing farmer's markets? Were you in other retail? What did that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause the path, is very different for, for many people, but, the, totally. but sort of, uh, just a, a few ways to get to where we've gotten. And so we started with, uh, a, with Kickstarter. Uh, yep. so we, we had pre-sales of a product. We came out with a brand, a friend of mine from high school drew our first, our first logo. And, you know, before anyone had really tried it other than our customers at the restaurant and Bruce's tailgate buddies and his like you know, poker night friends, Sure. <laughs> um, so, you know, we launched on Kickstarter. It was successful. It wasn't huge or anything, gang, but it was enough to get enough ingredients to do our first. So with all the excess we had from Kickstarter, Bruce and I drove down to a bacon festival in Norfolk, Virginia. And <laughs> bacon festival. Yeah, I, remember I, the other guys, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, the other guys that were involved back then were like, what are you, 
you're going to put it all in a, what if you get into an accident and like all the bacon jam gets smashed? That's everything what? that we had. And we're like, oh so God. we sold out at this two day bacon festival in like the first day. And wow. we're like, we're like driving home, like we're going to be rich. Like, you know, <laughs> so we started doing stuff like that. The, the, uh, uh farmer's markets, more food festivals sure. uh, because bacon jam, if people go to a farmer's market, yeah, they want to try new things. Same thing as a supermarket. Uh, you, you sort of want to try new things, but you're really going there for like a shopping list, right? Got so it. we were going to like bacon festivals and a lot of beer festivals because apparently people who are drinking a lot of beer, <laughs> they want bacon, like bacon and are a little loose with their cash. So they would pay nice. for it. It's perfect. So, and at one of those, a guy walks up to us and says, uh, it was actually at the Philadelphia Christmas Village, which was like a European style Christmas market. Um, which is bacon jam is a, a big gift item, right? People are like, oh, Uncle Steve would love bacon jam. <laughs> so a guy walks up to us uh, and says, hey, do you want to sell this on TV? And it happened to be uh, Dan Hughes from QVC. Uh, oh, wow. So, so, yeah, so that's sort of the genesis of how we went from direct to consumer to B2B. And so I guess QVC is yeah, no, still B2B. Yeah, they're still yeah. B2C, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a big deal. I mean, it's one thing to be cooking all night and making product, but I mean, how did, I mean, were you guys prepared for that kind of volume or how, how did you handle that? So I've, uh, for better or for worse, always been a, uh, fake it till you make it kind of guy, uh, yeah. <laughs> within reason. Right. Um, uh, I think a, a nicer way to say is I'm just optimistic, right? If somebody says, here's the challenge and it's an opportunity, do you want to do it? I say yes. And then I figure out how, how to do it. And I think that, has got me into trouble at some point <laughs> in, in my life. But, uh, you know, yeah, though, you, you got to like when you're building a brand, you got to like, you know, make things work. I mean, it happened with us again at the next step when we got into Walmart's uh, system wide. And, you know, the, the, for us, it was Small a very retailer. short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we went from, you know, 500 independent specialty stores to 4,500 Walmarts with about two months notice. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and how did you handle that? I mean, well, that was very similar. Like, yeah, sure, we can do that. Now let's figure out how to do it. And it's, you know, <laughs> get the packer, perhaps, uh, you know, find a secondary packer in case right. there's overflow, which is very challenging because then you're, you know, you can give, you know, two chefs or 10 chefs the same recipe and you're going to get 10 different things, versions. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so now, that's, that's a challenge. Wow. Amazing. Did you start with all these different flavors to begin with, or was there just one or what did that look like? So we started with, uh, originally we had five, we narrowed it down to three just because I, I always think, feel that odd is more beautiful. Like the, in, in having something, uh, it, it looks like it's on a shelf to point to the one the original classic sure. that you really want to sell. Right. And then we launched the Boar's Reserve bacon jams, the, uh, the, the, Maple bacon jam, the honey habanero, and the balsamic fig, or, or the figs and pigs, as I like to call it. Um, essentially, as in a response to the Walmart here, because all of our specialty stores that were our bread and butter were like, you know, guy, you're taking, you're, you're going straight from us to Walmart, and like, you know, they're going to be selling it for less. Uh, right. You know, no one's going to, they don't realize that most of the specialty store shoppers don't shop at Walmart. So it's right. Walmart, so it's That's not right. really an issue. Yep. Um, but anyway, so we created the, these new uh, recipes specifically for them um, uh, to, that would just be for the specialty stores. Got it. Interesting. Wow. And but, but do you know, did you have to figure this out? And, and did you have others helping you? Like, how did you guys divide up the work? 
Oh man, it's, we've leaned on a lot of uh, friends, families, uh, you know, just building relationships uh, with our packers, with uh, other people in the industry. Um, so for recipes, it's always sort of been uh, us internally uh, coming up with a general concept. Sure. And then we've been very fortunate to have good R and D at our at our current packer at all. And um, but you know, I have a, a culinary background. Bruce right. is, a, is a foodie. Yeah. He's not doesn't yeah. have a culinary background per se, but you know, he's certainly a foodie. So uh, it's just like sort of what makes sense, like bourbon uh, and bacon. That makes sense. Maple and bacon. That makes sense. You know, people like right. spicy. You know, so we uh, uh, and then up until this point when we had the you know the six varieties of bacon jam it was essentially the same core recipe with just adding flavor profiles different flavor profiles got yeah. it um you, you mentioned qvc and uh one of the big parts of of being on qvc or hsn is typically they have someone from the brand on there did you end up doing that or did you use did they, did they do the modeling of the product and whatnot and what was the what were the results uh, so yeah, I went on the results where I, I sweated profusely uh, <laughs> in front of the of cameras. Oh so, my gosh. Not just from the heat, but the anxiety. I mean, there's, right. there's the camera right. like beating down here. I mean, the first time I went on, I was wearing my glasses and I looked down at the display and looked up and there was literally like streaks running down the glasses <laughs> oh, no. because I, uh, but the results were good. We've always, I've always done good, uh, or, or I've done well, uh, the product does well. The product speaks for itself, right? As long as it has a chance to to shine, and they do a fantastic job of right. like play, right? Of making totally. it a presentation, uh, and they yeah, they know what they're doing. So it's been a, that's a great place for us to launch uh, new uh, recipe profiles and new uh, packaging as well. We just launched oh, our our, cool. our new seven point five ounce deli cup uh, package of bacon jam uh, on QVC a few months ago, and um yeah it's a it's a great place to to really get a lot of consumer feedback right sure. away uh and get some revenue as well no doubt how do you approach retail do you are you proactive in terms of trying to get into retail stores or or kind of wait to let the product make a name for itself and how does it look like for you guys so originally we were uh fortunate to just well not fortunate Originally, we went wherever somebody would ask, right? So we'd be doing these sure. shows, directing consumers or on QVC, and, so, and then inevitably, people would reach out to us, right? That's how Walmart happened, right? We, they saw us at a show and said, hey, you should come talk to us. And then they said, you're not ready. And then they, they came back, you know, and just said, we want this right now. Um, but uh, now we are very proactive, right? Uh, Got it. So, we do the big trade shows, the fancy food, the the natural product show, uh, and and other things like that. And then the food service side, we do we do uh, we did launch a food service skew uh, a year ago. Perfect time for launching food service. Uh, but, yeah, all right. And, uh, <laughs> Although now uh, things are, but, I mean, opening up. I mean, oh, moving. Yeah, that, it, you was, know. it was actually turned out to be a good time. Uh, <laughs> but we we go to the the national restaurant show, so we do. Uh, uh, we are proactive. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's a, it's good. You gotta be right. You have to at least have a, a plan and approach for it. Um, as you think about the next six to 12 months in growth, is it additional flavors? Is it, um, new routes to market and channels? Is it other, what does that look like for you guys? 
Yeah, that's a, it's a good question that we ask ourselves all the time. Right. Uh, it's, so it's certainly not more bacon jams, right? We have uh, a good uh, breadth of bacon jams. Um, so we've always asked ourselves, are we a bacon company? Are we a specialty economy company? Are we an upcycled food company? I think the answer is sort of all of the above. So we have a line of tomato jams coming out. Uh, we have a line of uh, onion marmalades that these are both fall into the sweet and savory uh, condiment or sweet and savory spread uh, yep. category. Um, we are raising money right now on wefunder.com. Oh, very nice. To open a facility where we would upcycle more bacon and also upcycled other ingredients such as spent grains uh, and, uh, and other produce that would, that would potentially go to waste. Uh, to turn into value-added ingredients for new products. We have wow. one that I have a patent pending for that I don't want to talk about yet, but it would be a revolutionary, <laughs> hey, that's good. Uh, condiment, a revolutionary upcycle condiment. Uh, oh, so, very cool. It, yeah. That's awesome. Well, you got to come back on and talk about that. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. As, soon as, uh, as soon as I have that <laughs> nailed down, I'm going to be shouting from the rooftops about it. So I'm sure. I'm sure. First rooftop. Uh, um. Hey, I know that uh, you've you've been an entrepreneur uh, before this, and then here you are uh, with TBJ Gourmet. Um, I always love to ask our guests two or three of the biggest lessons learned in launching a business for the other entrepreneurs that are listening. What would be some advice you'd offer as you think about some of your experiences that you've had? Um, so one that we, in this company, certainly we've always lived by is if you're going to fail, fail quick. Um, you know, there's no sense dragging out like, having one foot in the door and one foot not, I understand it's scary right. for people to start out to like, just jump all the way in. Right. Uh, and I've given this advice to people before, even before starting this company and had it turn out horrible, right. Where they were, you know, well, you told me to go all in. I did. And now, <laughs> you know, now. I'm broke. Right. Um, and I'm like, well, now, you know, that like, you, 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 like I, I'd hate to be like dreaming about, could it have happened? Right. And not sure. know. And like, did I ever put my whole heart? So I say, say put your whole heart into it and go uh, and fail quick if you're going to fail. Um, uh, and what else? Um, what about on the fundraising side? You, you've had some interesting experiences there. Yeah, we've been, I mean, we were at the sort of the forefront of, we were at the early in Kickstarter and then early, fairly early in this equity crowdfund, the regulation uh, uh, CF that, the SEC has for that like, you can actually sell equity. So when we did Kickstarter, sure. you couldn't sell equity. You could only pre-sell product or merch. Um, now we can sell shares or convertible notes, all kinds of different vehicles. Got uh, it. That I would say on that front, if you can, don't be scared to talk to people in your network, your friends, your family, uh, your colleagues, people in your business about your ideas. Everyone's always like, like hiding their idea. Like, oh, if I tell somebody, <laughs> they're gonna take it, right? Right. And like, most people and won't I, do and anything. I sort with of just, yeah, I, I just did that sort of with like my patent pending condiment thing, right? And like, so I'm guilty of it as well. But the, but no, the the, the 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 special sauce is in you actually taking your idea and forging it into reality, and. Totally. Most people do not have the will to do that. So you can tell people your idea. They're not going to steal it because they don't have the, the passion and the will to do it. So right. tell people about your idea, get them excited about it, and then take their money for it, right? Like, right. like right. And, and let them come along. People want to be part of these journeys. Like, they, like everybody totally. wants to be part of the hero's journey. Um, and I'm not saying to like abuse that or anything. Uh, you do right by your investors. 
Uh, and, and I know there's debates on, you know, should you sell equity early or whatnot? Um, my theory has always been, and it's been a TPJ with Bruce, and he really taught me this, is that the a, a smaller piece of a bigger pie, it can be a very good thing, right? Sure, no doubt. You know, I own way less of this company now than I did when we started. Not way less, but I, <laughs> but but my the value is is tremendously bigger, sure. um, uh, greater. So yeah, no, that's good. I love it, man. It's been so great having you here. Um, love the product, great label um, and packaging and whatnot. Share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy the product, etc. Sure. So uh, you can buy it directly from our website tbjgourmet.com. You can find us on Amazon. You can get it uh, on on our uh, website tbjgourmet.com. You can find uh, independent stores near you that sell it. Uh, we are in every Walmart with our classic bacon jam. We are in uh, uh, Jewel Osco very shortly, uh, and Martin's. Uh, there's some regional supermarkets. Absolutely. And then you can invest at wefunder.com backslash TBJ Gourmet uh, or just follow along. You can sort of look under the hood. You can see our financials and, uh, you know, see what we're doing and get a lot of good updates on the more entrepreneurial business side uh, than you would uh, at TBJ Gourmet on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Man, it's been so great having you here. Mike O. TBJ Gourmet. So great to have you. And uh, you got to come back on as you continue to launch more products, man. This is exciting. You got a lot of growth in front of you. I'm happy to come back. Thank you very much, Justin. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.